Holy hammer, friends. This is 30 minutes of inspiration-packed insights, turning negatives into positives with my girl, Ashy Bynes. If you want to get to know her a little bit more and on a deeper level, enjoy this podcast. It is a ripper. Ashi, thank you so, so much for joining us here on Simply Complicated. I'm like absolutely psyched to speak to you. I'm so excited to be here today. I just, I always love chatting with you. So it's really cool that we can have one of our deep and meaningfuls for everyone else to hear because we talk about so many cool things together as friends and ex-colleagues, I suppose. Yeah. So cool that we can come together today. Awesome. And our conversations definitely do um, cover quite a few bases. So that's this is going to be fun. But I am very privileged to get to know. I've known you for like over over five years now, maybe closer to six. Oh, I um, it was seven or eight. Oh, it, you know what? It may well be. I don't know. But it's been a long time. There's been yeah. very, very like amazing different pathways. And so this is really cool. So I feel like I'm very privileged to get to know a different side of you or another side will get to know you um, deeper than what most people who are connected to you on social media get to experience. So hopefully we can bring a little bit of that to the, yeah, to the podcast today. So let's talk about all that you do, right? There's like the Worldwide Squad Forum, which is probably like 46,000 strong at the moment. There's the Healthy Treats. There's your toned clothing label. There's running the gym, which is massive. There's like successful social media accounts. Now you've got your podcast all on top of motherhood. Have I missed anything? I think you're pretty on par. I was about to say, don't forget I'm a mummy, but you said that at the end. Yes, that's the most important. (laughs) It's like juggling, hey, you have 10 balls juggling in the air and one kind of falls down, you pick it back up and try again. But it's definitely a handful. But I do love every single thing that I do. So I'm pretty blessed. Absolutely. So much of what you do appears to be effortless, but that's not the case at all, is it? No, (laughs) definitely not. And so how do you manage that? How do you manage like staying on top of everything with, you know, so many balls in the air? Like, Yeah, I do think a couple of key things that I do that keep me really on track and that is structure, routine and time management. Alongside with that, there's also that bit of flexibility and grace that if things don't go to plan to just be kind to myself in the process. But a morning routine, a night routine, and having my week planned with exactly what I need to do and the list of priorities listed, I think just keeps me on track and makes me not feel overwhelmed. If I don't have a list and if I don't have structure and a routine in place, I just feel my life is more messy and chaotic. Everything needs to be planned out. But then there is obviously those weeks where your child gets sick or business meetings get canceled or they go overtime or you've got to travel here, there and everywhere. And It can get messy, but if I have an overall foundation and structure, I feel like I handle it really, really well. You do handle it really well, but your mindset would have quite a bit to play in that, like keeping everything together. But you've got quite a strong mindset now, but you had a fairly challenging childhood with a pretty gnarly stepdad, right? Talk us through the sorts of things that he used to say to you that, you know, 
being the woman that you are now, like, where has it come from? Like, what, how did he used to talk to you when you were growing up? Yeah, I think it's a really powerful thing to talk about. And we obviously all go through challenges in our childhood. Like, I don't know someone that doesn't have a bit of baggage from when we were growing up or, you know, things people said, but my stepfather played a really big role in how I looked at myself growing up into early teens, late teens, and then early 20s. So he came into my life when I was about two. Um, I don't know my real father, so I was really hoping I would have a bond with the stepdad, but we just never got along and I never trusted him and we never clicked. And long story cut short, on the daily, he would just always tell me how dumb I was, how stupid I was, how hopeless I was, that I would never be anything, make anything of myself, no one would ever love me, I was a waste of space. And this was most days. So as a young teen, um, you know, it wasn't the truth, but hearing it over and over and over again, I started to believe it and I made it my truth and that defined who I was. So if you had asked me back then, tell me who Ashley Bynes is, I would have replied and said, dumb, stupid, a waste of space. And it's honestly what I believed and it became my story. And that story, all it did was lead me into a really deep, dark depression and yeah, made me believe that and question, God, is, is there room for me on this earth? Am I going to be loved? Will I ever make anything of myself? Or am I actually too dumb like he says I am? It was, it was tough. That sounds just brutally awful. And that's the thing, isn't it? Like so many people, that's his story. That's his, um, that's his issues coming out and he's projecting that onto you. And so many women and girls would be living through um, versions of this or other people's beliefs and other people's stories and taking them on as their own and not realizing that they can actually change the narrative um, just like you have. But did you realize the effect that his taunts would have on you right away or was it later in life that you realized that you could turn it around? It was later in life and it was such an empowering moment when I learned, oh, hang on a second, is this actually true? Like when I really think about it, is it actually true? Because there was little moments where, you know, for example, um, you would never get a job. I got a job. You would never be able to drive a manual car. You're just too dumb. He said to me when I went for my driver's license, don't even bother going for a manual license. You will not pass. And I, and I passed. There was moments where I kind of was like, well, hang on a second. That's not true. And when I started to retrain my way of thinking, and at the start, it was really hard. It's like I almost was saying it to myself and wanting to believe it, that I wasn't dumb. And that little negative voice would pop in and say, nope, you are dumb. So it took a lot of practice and a lot of self-development to rewrite my story and actually really believe it and really live it and feel it. But like anything, the more you do it, the better you get at it and the more you believe it. And I just kept proving to myself that I'm not dumb and I am capable. And no matter what your past is, no matter who's been involved in your life, you have choices every single day on who you want to become, on your next step, on what you want to learn, who you want to surround yourself with and who you want to be as a person and the impact you want to make on the world. And I didn't want to be that depressed negative Nancy that constantly put myself down because it's not nice for me to be around. It's not nice for anyone else to be around and it's not going to help me in any way, shape or form. So once I realized that, my life changed. And so you consciously had to set about doing it, didn't you? I think that there's so many people who stop because we've got these this thought process, this story is so ingrained in there that the the notion and the work that we'd have to do and the conscious choices that we'd have to make to change that just feels too hard. 
And it is hard. I won't lie. It is really, really hard. And it didn't happen overnight. And I, I look back, I'm like, wow, I don't know where that persistent de- determination within me came from that didn't want to give up on trying and believing it. But like anything worthwhile, it's it does take work and it does take commitment and it does take discipline and making it a priority and making it a focus. Do you think that that element of yourself, like the fact that you were determined and so strong was always there and maybe that has something to do with the fact that he tried to quash it so much because of his insecurities? Yeah, maybe. I never really thought about it like that, but for sure, that's definitely a possibility. (laughs) He sounds like a real catch. Oh, Your poor mum. You know what? You know what? Everyone is shaped by their past and... I, I really do try to come from a more compassionate and understanding place. And I don't know what his childhood was like. I don't know if he had the resources and the support that I have now. And I'm not making excuses for what he did, but no one is born evil. And I, I like to think that he did have good intentions there, maybe a bit of tough love, but I just tried to turn around my situation. I thought everything he's said, everything he's done, every negative thing that he's, I feel like he's, put into my life I'm going to let it help me build me up instead of destroy me I'm going to use every negative thing he said and every negative thing he's done and try to find a lesson in it try to find a gift like what good can I find out of this and honestly he was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me because if I didn't go all all through all of that hard time and challenges and emotions and have to do all this character building and build and flex these new muscles of emotional and mental strength I don't know if I'd be the teacher I am today. I don't know if I would have as much depth about me. I love being able to help other women work through their stories. So I'm actually so grateful for what I went through with him. I, he's not in my life now, but if he's ever listening, I honestly would want to say thanks. Like you've really helped shape who I am today and I'm really proud of who I am. And it's a really powerful lesson if you can take something positive and a really big lesson and turn it into something positive and flip it to be one of the best things that ever happened to you. Absolutely. Amen. You just like full preached then and I am like totally agreeing with you. Um, So how important is a healthy mindset to creating a happy life, do you think? It's everything. If if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't give yourself that self-love, if you aren't constantly growing emotionally and spiritually and mentally, you'll feel dead inside. And I feel like if we're not growing emotionally and mentally, we can't step up we can't make changes and we have to really really want that and find that fire in our belly and find that why and want more for ourselves and that takes stepping up and growth and you know what growth is really uncomfortable really uncomfortable yeah and that's why most people avoid it but I crave it now like I used to be so scared of learning because it was Mm -hmm. so uncomfortable and I would have that story that I'm too dumb I'm not going to understand it I'm going to fail But there's no such thing as failing. As long as you get back up and try again and find ways that you enjoy learning to help your mindset become stronger, you can achieve anything. Totally agree. And I often cringe at my what I'm learning about myself because it's not always pretty like we learn (laughs) I like end up with my head like stuck in my jacket like going oh I really think that way or I'm really acting that way or that's the reason shit like that's really confronting to learn um about our limitations about our limiting beliefs about our roadblocks and you know like the things that we might unconsciously we're not doing it in our sleep but our subconsciously 
things that we do to like manipulate a situation or, you know, we don't know that we're doing it. But if you look at it, it's like, oh, that's really confronting. But that's the first step to, you know, changing and acknowledging and then hopefully like pivoting and course correcting so that you can feel stronger about your choices. So for sure. And it's almost embarrassing sometimes. Like you do, you look at yourself and you're like, oh God, is that what I'm doing in that situation? Or is that how I'm dealing with that? Like, that's not cool. That's not pretty. Like, and acknowledging that and being okay to talk about it or put your hand up and ask for help. I mean, there's been many times that I've called you and been like, Katie, like, I've said this, I'm dealing with this like this and I I hate that about me and you help me just shift my mindset to look at it a different way or find tools on how I can grow past that or deal with it better and put another tool around my belt. I love love that analogy to just deal with situations better but we are never broken and we're never fixed. It's like this constant journey of just trying to be more a better person more understanding and passion towards others and towards ourselves and just being kind to ourselves along that journey because yeah lots pops up that we're like holy shit I didn't know that was there (laughs) that's it and we're not we're not taught these things like most of us are not um you know given like and like you mentioned like people everyone's doing the best that they can with what they have yeah and If you didn't have these sorts of conversations in your home or with your friends or your friendship circle, and face it, like why would you in many circumstances, um, then you don't know and you can't hold yourself accountable to a standard that you haven't even met yet. Mm -hmm. So it's all about you know, making these mistakes or there are no mistakes in my opinion. Like, I agree. Yeah, there's no mistakes. There's just learning opportunities and, um, you know, cringeworthy moments for sure. But it always unfolds if you're willing to see it that way into something that, you know, you can choose to do something positive with, which is exactly what you've started to do or you have been doing here. And you also help so many other women to do the same, which I love about you, by the way. Oh, thank you. So what are some things that will, we've talked about how important a positive mind is, but how, what sort of things pull you out of that? Like what will rattle your cage? As in what triggers me? Yeah. Oh, probably, I feel like I'm getting a lot better at it, but this is another challenge that I had to face and it was almost like, oh, this is my stepdad times a thousand was online trolls. Oh. And it's been a really challenging thing to navigate through over the last couple of years. And it, once again, I it feels so weird to say, and I'm I'm being so completely honest. I really am grateful for what I was had to go through, as challenging as it was. And I honestly don't. There was days where I did not think I could continue living like this because the hate online was so bad for a period there, and I was just like, how? Like how? I have yeah. tensions every single day. I just get up and want to make a difference. How can these women be saying these things about me? But I felt like it was almost, I hadn't healed the things with my stepfather properly. And it was like, it was showing up in another way that life was saying, well, you know, you've really got to figure out a way to step back into your power and really be confident with who you are and your purpose and your mission. Mm -hmm. And once you are so grounded and centered within who you are, no one can shake you. And there comes an acceptance that not everyone's going to like you or like what you say or like what you do. But tell you what, it's taken me a long time to get there and I really feel like I'm coming out the top now. There isn't this, of course, there's days where someone will say something and it triggers me, especially that time of the month. Oh, <laughs> totally. <laughs> My Two God. days a month and I'm like, 
Oh, God, I hope I don't get a negative comment online. I don't know how I'm... Fragile, fragile. <laughs> but overall, 95% of the time, I am a very compassionate, understanding person and I don't respond or react emotionally the way I did five years ago, which only made me feel worse, only made the person on the other end feel worse. But yeah, online trolling is definitely... It's and not just for me, for so many women online. It's 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 really challenging. And I love that you've turned this like that because it was bad. Like it was really like, I don't know how you did it some days, like, you know, but you did. But like you mentioned, the way that you handled it and grew to be able to handle it was like from having to spend like the days in bed, you know, like you just used to put yourself in lockdown because it was just too painful to then eventually being able to like, you know, respond rather than react it was just like okay this is happening and you dust yourself off and that's a huge credit to you know how far you've grown and how the strength that you've shown within yourself to you know be who you are and grow into who you are um, and not let them derail you so I think that's so important that you're um, speaking about that because it's everyone might see the end result of you being like or anyone who's gotten to this place where they're like yep no worries and not realize all of the inner work that you've had to do to turn that negative into a positive or even if it's not a positive allow that negative to be there and not let it affect you in the way that these bullies or these trolls or whoever or your stepdad would like and it it really did grow me as a person and you're like rewind to a couple of years ago where I really would put myself in a lockdown. I would go to bed and not want to come out. I would turn all my comments off. I would avoid social media. I would cry. I would play a victim. I would want to literally run away and just disappear. And now I have grown so strong that I more take a step back. I've learned to breathe. I've learned to really listen to what they're saying in case there is something, a message in there that will help me or if there's a lesson or a message in there that I can feel whoever is commenting is needing some help. And a lot of the time, if I get a private message that's very aggressive or they're putting me down a lot, I will honestly ask if they're okay and ask if they need support or ask, you know, what's really going on. And sometimes, you know, they don't want to borrow from me and that's okay too. Sometimes <laughs> it's nice to delete them. Let's hug it out. No. <laughs> I actually hate you, you know. Oh. But a lot of the times, you know, there is this little story I'd love to tell if we have time. Absolutely. I went on a holiday with Steve last year, my husband, to Bora Bora. And there was this woman online who, you know, sent me a message and she was just calling me the most selfish mother, leaving your son behind, spoiled brat, all you do is go on holidays, you've got all this money, you just laze around and drink cocktails, you know, just went to town on me. It was quite a long message. And yeah. I thought, oh, okay, what could be actually going on here? And I did think to myself, I wonder if she, you know, is just tired and she would love to go on a holiday. So I sent her a message back and I just said, like, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Um, you know, this isn't always the truth, but I just wanted to ask, are you okay? Because I can feel and I can read the anger and the intensity of your message. And I don't believe that you hate me that much for going on a holiday. I don't believe that you are that angry that I'm spending time with my husband and leaving my son with my mum. And she wrote back and she sent me voice messages and she was crying. And she said, Aww. I'm so sorry. I'm having the roughest day. I've been up all night with my two children. I'm a single mum 
you know, the father isn't here. I'm broke all the time. I would love to go on a holiday. I haven't been on a holiday in six years. I'm honestly, now that you've opened up this conversation, I'm really envious that you're on a holiday, but I think it's so great that you're spending time with your husband. I wish me and my partner, ex-partner took time to do that and took time to rebuild our relationship and connect so that my kids can see what a good relationship is. And she just came out with all these amazing points. And I was like, wow, like imagine if I retaliated to her and reacted and called her a bitch and said, stuff you, you're being this, you're being that. Yeah. It was someone to listen, someone to understand and feel her because we all need more connection. We all need someone to say, I hear you and I'm here for you. And I got to do that for her that day. And, you know, we still keep in contact every now and again. I'll send her a message and just check in that she's okay. And it was a really big um, mindset switch for her to see how she, how this built up emotion that she hadn't expressed in a positive way, i.e. getting coaching or getting help or talking to someone about it, it got lashed out onto someone online that she didn't know. And she was like, wow, it felt good to get it off my chest, but now I feel horrible that I took that out on you and I'm really sorry. And it was a beautiful lesson for both of us and a really nice moment for both of us to just chat and be there for each other. And that's the thing, hurt people hurt people. Oh, don't they ever? And it, it breaks my heart because, yeah, like I said, no one is born evil. That's no so true. Evil. And what a beautiful thing for you to do, to to message that and see that in her. Um, but you do, I know that you do that sort of thing quite often. So, yeah. but <laughs> not everyone else knows that. But um, gosh, yeah. No, the way that, um, that you respond to and the amount of time that I know that you give to all of the girls in your squad program are so much of your social media following um and all of us girls behind the scenes I think you know no one sees all of that because people really only do get to see snippets of your day and it is your social media platform it's part of your business it is it's part of my life I, I got asked in the interview couple of weeks ago um you know who inspires you which celebrity and I sat there for minutes just thinking gosh I I, I'm not I can't think of one person I said honestly there isn't a a celebrity beautiful a-list model or actress it's my squad girls it's these real women who get up show up you know be vulnerable own themselves take responsibility take action move every day um inspire other women create change like the women I'm surrounding myself with, friends, you, all the girls in my squad community, they inspire me and they make me want to give more. They make me want to do more. They make me want to always be a better version of myself. And that's why it's so important to check in with who you are surrounding yourself with because it really does help shape you. Absolutely. And I've heard you mention before that we are far, we are most likely like the five people that we spend our most time with. So if you are like and anyone who is listening is spending time with someone who is you know like your stepdad and who is belittling them or you know putting down their dreams and it mightn't be as obvious as him as what your stepdad did like you're dumb you're like so blatantly yeah rotten like to hear it can be much subtler can't it it's just like so passive aggressive like are you sure you really think that's a good idea but constantly and those nitpicky things that's no doubt going to have effect on someone's self-esteem isn't it yeah definitely and it can not even be words it can be energy like when you're around someone and 
you feel a bit dull after being around them. There's certain people that you can just walk into a room. And I always say this about you, Katie, when I, I'm greeted by you or I, you walk into a room, it's like this light and this vibration that you instantly feel warm, you feel loved, you feel understood, not judged. Like there is just people and so many amazing people out there that you can just feel supported and loved. And if you're surrounding yourself with someone, it might be an intimate partner. It might be family. It might be colleagues, friends that you've had since high school, but you've grown apart from. You're trying to make this friendship or relationship work, but you just don't feel good around them. It's it's okay to make changes and it's okay to choose who you spend your time with. And we get one life. So why are we spending it you know, around people that aren't making us feel good or in a job that we hate, you know, that we get to make choices. I think it is important to check in who you're surrounding yourself with. Totally. And so if someone is listening to this today and they realize that they aren't rocking the most um, optimistic thought process around or like positive image of themselves, what would you say to them to help them kickstart um, shaking things up and starting to be able to live a more balanced um, and neutral oh. mindset. We won't even have to say more positive because sometimes yeah. that can feel like such a huge stretch, like just bringing it back to a non-judgmental place. What would you say to them? Um, I would say straight after this podcast, go and sit in nature or a quiet room and just first of all, take some big breaths. And then I think it's really important to ask yourself some really empowering questions. Am I happy? What's making me happy? What's not making me happy? What lights me up? Write a list. These are the people I'm around. Who Do I feel good around these people? Am I enjoying getting up out of bed each day to go to work? And also look at your lifestyle and your routines and your health because I feel like Health is quite a big foundation. Well, for me, it is. If I'm not looking after myself, if I'm not eating nourishing foods, if I'm not moving my body, I start to feel a bit sluggish and depressed and everything becomes a bit blurry. So get the foundation good and then really pull yourself like out of your life and look above and, and look down as if it's a movie and you get to write the story and ask how you can make some changes to your life that could bring a little bit more life, a little bit, a little bit more joy a little bit more growth and I think that's a really easy thing we can do straight away is really just check in, dive deep into how we're feeling and really let anything come up and make a bit of a plan from then. And then I also think like we just spoke about, check in who who you're surrounding yourself with because they just play such a big role and it's so easy to blame and say, oh, well, they said this about me and they're making me do this or they're making me do that. But we really have to take responsibility for where we're at, how we're feeling and our next steps. So if you can have good support around you, if you can check in with yourself often, breathe and calm your nervous system so you can be clear and have a good foundation, I think you're off on a good start. I love that so much, Ashy. Thank you so much for sharing how you have been able to turn so many negative um, aspects and like incidents because really in the big scheme of things these pockets 
aren't like we get to choose how they affect us and you have turned these negative and what quite possibly could be totally derailing um, situations in your life into something that is not only impacting your life in a more positive way but impacting millions of women um, every single day so thank you so so much for coming on the podcast and where can everyone find you if most of the women on here aren't already following you or doing squad where can people track you down I think the best place is Instagram. It's a great way to connect. I'm on stories and Snapchat, but just look up Ashy Bynes and I'm always on there replying to all of my comments. I love reading comments and connecting with women online, but the squad forum is where you and I do a lot of live chats and really connect with our girls. So Mm -hmm. that's always a good base as well. Thank you so much. And if you guys like this episode, be sure to let us know either in the comment section under the posts on Instagram or leave a comment or a review on our iTunes page. Thanks so much for having me. 